taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of Jacob C. Podcast, where the diaspora speaks. The whole purpose of this podcast is to get uplifting, thought-provoking content out to the so-called African-American people who are part of the African-Semitic diaspora. Man, it's been a minute. I ain't said those words in a while. Goodness. Uh, It's been several months. Listen, I apologize for being off on a hiatus. Really, I wasn't even taking a vacation. I just been so busy, um, honestly, just trying to get out of this rat race, uh, trying to create something of my own, uh, and it's just taking me off of the podcast. But uh, things are starting to slow down. Um, I'm, I plan on being back on this more regular. Um, I just miss talking to y'all, man, I, and I hope y'all miss hearing my voice uh, because we're gonna be back with new episodes. Uh, um, try to do at least twice a month. I can't, I can't commit to every week, but I definitely try to do it twice a month. And if, if, and you know, if I'm able to do it every week, hey, that's icing on the cake. Um, listen, if this, is the, if this is your first time hearing uh, Jacob C podcast, or you just haven't listened in a while, check us out on Instagram. We're on Instagram at Jacob C twelve at Jacob C twelve on Instagram. Uh, that's the easiest way to find me. DM me, contact me right there. Um, and also, my personal is Yahoo fifteen um, on Instagram. Yahoo fifteen Y I R M E Y A H U fifteen on Instagram and also on Twitter. Man, listen, family. Uh, it's been a minute. Listen, I'm working. Like I said, I work. I'm working on some stuff, trying to trying to start my own thing. Um, also working on some stuff for you all as well. Um, if you're interested in entrepreneurship or something like that, I'm working on a Patreon page uh, to get all those things started up, so that our people, um, you know, the the world is 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 kind of weird right now. Um, and if you're connected to these certain systems, um, there's certain things that you may have to do that you don't want to compromise to do. Uh, but there is a way out for our people. There's always been a way out for our people. Um, um, and we call that entrepreneurship. There's no different from uh, now than it was, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago when we had our black Wall Streets uh, scattered throughout the United States of America, uh, whether it was in Tulsa, whether it was in Durham, whether it was in Memphis, whether it was in Harlem, uh, whether it was in Miami, uh, whether it was in San Francisco, uh, L.A., uh, we, we were uh, Chicago, Brownsville neighborhood, shout out Chicago, South Side, although my family from the West Side is side, I shout out the South Side too because that's the Brownsville neighborhood where a lot of black businesses started and got to spread around this country um so it's not a new thing for black people to um to reach out and try to start their own thing um when this when this nation denies them uh something that uh they are um they're supposed to have but all that said let's get right into the episode today so this is going to be part one of a part two episode uh called deception and ignorance deception so this is deception and ignorance part one um and we're going to be dealing with the christian religion so we have all of these holidays that are coming up we have thanksgiving we have christmas um new year's uh valentine's day easter um and these are some unique opportunities where all of our families are together in one place okay um now i'm not advocating for you to celebrate these holidays because we know if you believe the scriptures that our holidays are within leviticus chapter 23 and we celebrate we celebrate the feast of the most high right so we celebrate obviously sabbath every week and then the passover um and then uh um we celebrate um first fruits and we celebrate unleavened bread and we celebrate Shavuot and Yom Kippur and the Feast of Trumpets and, 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 and uh, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles and all these different things um, and obviously our new moon feast as well. Um, so those are what we celebrate as Hebrews, right? Um, as the, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who believe in the word and who have not denied the word of the Most High. But we do know that our families, our families are stuck, some of our families are stuck in strong delusions. Uh, where they still believe that Christianity is the way to go, and they still believe in these pagan holidays that Christianity has given them, unfortunately. Um, as Second Thessalonians say, they, cho- they choose to believe the lie whether, rather, rather than choose the truth. So the Most High has put them in a strong delusion, right? So we have to remember that our, some of our family, they're just 
in deception and ignorance because of the choices that they've made. Remember that you were once, unless you were raised this way, you were once in that same deception and ignorance. So we should have some patience and we should have um, some compassion with our family. Um, so I would say a few days before or a few days after these holidays, if your family is still gathered, that is a unique opportunity to come to them with this truth. Um, so I'm going to give us, um, this is part three or part one of part two uh, called deception and ignorance. So it's seven deceptions of the Christian religion. Um, and I'm going to give you the first three today. I'm going to give you the first three today. Um, and this piece was done by the brother Obadiah Israel. Um, and I thought it was really good for us, um, for me to bring this to a broader audience. All right. Um, uh, so let's get started. So it, it's been a long ride for our people. As we know, the so-called black man and woman in this land of America for over 400 years, we have been a people without our rightful identity. You know, we call black, we call African-American, called everything but a Hebrew, called everything but an Israelite, everything but a child of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Uh, because of this identity crisis, our people have become very confused. We're confused about who we are as a people, where we come from, our original heritage and our original land. But more importantly, we're confused about who our true creator is. There is only one true almighty creator. And we know that in Deuteronomy with the Shema. Shema Israel, Yahuwah Eloheinu, Yahuwah Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord our God is one. All right, there's only one. He is the end all and be all. He is righteous. He is justice. He is supreme. He is love. With the so-called black man on the bottom of all societies and the most hated of all men, he needs to know. And has to ask a very important question. Is this creator righteous to me? Does he love me? Since the days of our captivity. So when they snatched us up out of the, uh, the, uh, the hills of West Africa. And since the days of our captivity and slavery, we are as a people have been given a God, quote unquote, a God to look unto. Our, captor, our captors and our oppressors told us that the creator's name is Jesus and Jehovah. He told us the creator looks like him and not us. He told us this very creator cursed us with our black skin. Uh, we know the, uh, the doctrine of Ham, right? Our captors also named slave ships in honor of this God. With us having such a tragic history with the God of our captors, the God of Christianity, why do we as a people have such unconditional love for this religion? So what does deception and ignorance have to do with our people in Christianity? So let me briefly explain how these uh, two words have played a major part in our confusion and alliance to Christianity. All right. So deception and ignorance go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Deception is defined as lies perceived as truth. So remember Second uh, uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. Deception is defined as lies perceived as truth. Whenever somebody tells you a lie and you believe it as the truth, then you have been deceived. Ignorance simply means you don't know. So if you believe a lie is truth, this means you don't know what the truth is, thus making you ignorant of the truth. The religion of Christianity has deceived our people. We have been made to believe the great lie is the truth and the truth is a great lie. I'll say that again. We've been made to believe that the great lie is the truth and the truth is a great lie. In the process, we as a people have become ignorant of all matters related to the greatest book known to man, the Bible, our scriptures. My brothers and sisters, we need to look at the confusion that exists in the world's largest religion and get some answers. My hope and prayer is that you find in your heart uh, to let truth prevail and leave the lies to the devil. That should be our, our, our that should be our um, our desire for our families, right? More importantly, Christianity is not the truth. Christianity is not the truth. Ninety nine point nine percent of the doctrine of Christianity is based on deception. All right. So this episode, these next two episodes are not meant to bash the Christian religion in any kind of way. But my hope is that we return, as Jeremiah 16 says, that we return to the ancient ways, the ancient paths, to true righteousness and salvation, 
that we look past the doctrines of Christianity and the theologies that's been created by our captors, by Martin Luther's and by Pope's, by John Calvin's of the world. Yeah, I know these people because you have to you have to study the lie in order to expose the lie. All right. So all these doctrines have been made up based solely upon pagan practices. And they sprinkled a little truth around along the way just so people can stay docile and confused. So we're going to get right into deception number one. Deception number one. Again, this is part one of, of two, two part series called Deception and Ignorance. I'm going to give you seven different deceptions in the Christian religion. Uh, in this first podcast, we're going to go through the first three. We're going to go through the first three. So deception number one, Jesus and Jehovah are the names of the Father and Son. It doesn't matter what you name, what name you call them. Deception number one, Jesus and Jehovah are the names of the Father and Son, and it doesn't matter what name you call them. So I'm sure once you came to this way that uh, you start calling uh, whatever you call uh, the Son, whether it's Yeshua, Yahshua, Yahusha, Yahawashai, you began to listen. Uh, uh, your family members thought you were crazy. Oh, it don't matter what you call. It don't matter. Uh, whether you call uh, the Most High, just call him the Most High. Uh, some call him Hashem, Adonai, uh, Yahuwah, all right, Yahuwah. Uh, so, oh, it doesn't matter what you call him. It don't matter. A name does matter. Because we know in the Hebrew language, every name plays itself out. It has an action. You're actually calling out to something. So look at this. Let's look at this first deception. How can you think the names of salvation doesn't matter? Why would you allow me to call you any name I would like? Would you allow your boss to put any name you like on your paycheck? No, you wouldn't. So why do you think we can give the creator any name we want? Jesus and Jehovah are not the names of the father and son. These names come from the adversary. The father and son both have Hebrew names. This is confirmed in the original Hebrew text in your, uh, in your King James Version. The book of Psalms 68, verse 4, we read this. Sing unto the Almighty. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Yes, my people, the creator of heaven and earth, his name is Yah, or the shortened version is Yah, his full name is Yahuwah, uh, the tetragrammaton, the yod heid vav hey. In your King James Version, the name listed is Jah with a J. This is incorrect. There is no letter J equivalent or J sound in the Hebrew language. In fact, the letter J is one of the newest letters in the English alphabet. It came into usage uh, sometime after 1630. So Jesus or Jehovah wasn't in the original 1611 King James Version of the Bible, or it wasn't in the Tinsdale Bible, it wasn't in the Latin Vulgate, it wasn't in the Septuagint, or any other Bible that preceded uh, 1611 King James either. Many of the Hebrew prophets' uh, names carried the name Yah within their name, such as Obadiah, which means the servant of Yah, Zechariah, which means Yah remembers, uh, Isaiah, which is Yah is salvation, Zephaniah, Yah hides, and praise Hallelujah, which means praise you Yah. So notice in the King James Version, the spelling of these names are different. Isaiah doesn't have Yah at the end, nor does the other names, and Hallelujah has Jah in the suffix. What is that? Simple. The adversary is trying to take the name of salvation away from you. He is deceiving you into calling upon false gods. Yah's name means the eternal, the self-existence. He is the Ain Sof. Look that up. Jehovah means nothing. It's vain. Jesus means nothing. It's vain. You can look at, and maybe I'll put this up but, uh, on my Instagram page, but if, you could, if I can find it again, but there, there was a, 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 a linguistist who studied a linguistic, so a linguistic person, someone who studies language, and they studied the name of Jesus. And he came to the conclusion that it means absolutely nothing. It's just a very poor attempt of some Greeks or some uh, of English trying to get a name out of the Roman uh, 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 pronunciation 
of a Greek name from a Hebrew name, Yeshua. So the name of Jesus, there is no power in the name of Jesus. <gasps> oh, no. You can't tell your family that because they're oh, what you mean? Yeah, there's no power in the name Jesus because that's not the name his mother gave him. That's not the name the angel told his mother to name him. Let me get off my soapbox. Let's get, let's get back on track. So, so. Yah said not to take his name in vain. This is one of the first commandments, Exodus 27. Thou shalt not take the name of Yah in vain, for Yah will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. He will not hold you guiltless, brothers and sisters. Christianity has put you into a, a confrontation with the Most High. Christianity has deceived you into taking the Creator's name in vain. You have made it useless by calling him a false name. Jehovah is not a Hebrew name. Jehovah is not an English translation of the Father's Hebrew name. His name is on high. Yah does not need a, 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 a translation for his name. All men on the face of the earth in every language can pronounce his name. And the King James Version of the Bible, Exodus uh, 20, doesn't mention Yah's name. It calls him by two titles, Lord and God. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. The King James Version and most other versions of the Bibles say not to take the name of the Lord in vain. Lord is not the name, it's a title. Oh, don't take the Lord. Oh, well, well, people say God and Lord this. Hey, that's not his name though. Lord is not his name, it's a title. So is God. Lord and God both have roots in paganism. Both can be traced to ancient pagan deities. Now we both know that Lord... Um, it's kind of nuanced, right? So uh, some would say, so God, G-A-W-D, and Lord could trace back to Baal uh, or Beelzebub. Uh, but that is, that is a different translation than uh, lowercase L-O-R-D because if we look into the scriptures, even into the Hebrew side of it, if you have a Tanakh, uh, Sarah calls Abraham her Lord. Um, Jacob calls Esau his Lord. All right. When he when he confronts his brother Esau, when he's coming back from uh, Laban with all of his uh, his wives and his children, and his cattle. Um, so there are two di differentiations of the Lord. There is one that does trace back to paganism. And then there's one that just means master. All right. Uh, you just got to know which one you're using. Right. But 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 more than likely, because Christianity is muddled in paganism and the Christian, the, the founders of Christianity meant to, I believe, uh, meant to invoke the words of a, uh, a pagan God, right? And not to invoke, um, uh, invoke someone trying to be humble by calling someone their master, all right? Let's see. Where was I? Okay, Yah is the almighty creator, the heavenly father, the mighty one, the eternal, the set apart one. These are righteous titles. His name is above any title. He wants us to call him by his name, Jehovah is not his name. I'll say that again. Jehovah is not his name. Many Bible dictionaries and concordances will tell you that whenever Lord and God is written in the scriptures, uh, the name should be Yah. If you have a concordance in your King James Bible, look under the name Yahweh. It reads this. Whenever the Lord and God appear in large and small capitals, the original Hebrew reads Yahweh or Y-H-W-H. Yah Almighty didn't name his son Jesus. Jesus is a Greco-Roman English hybrid name, just as Jehovah. Jesus is not a Hebrew name, nor does it have any meaning. It too is a vain name. Jesus was not in the original 1611 King James Version or any Bible that preceded it, nor was the name Jesus present in any of the earlier English Bible translations. The name Jesus isn't five, isn't, isn't even 500 years old. So how can this be the name by which men must call upon to be saved if it doesn't exist at the time the Messiah walked the earth? The Messiah's true name is Yahshua. It comes from Yah's salvation. His name tells his mission. Names are given in the Hebrew culture based upon the character of the person. It was, I was not born with the name uh, 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 Yermiyahu. Um, I took it. Uh, I took it after I found my true life calling. 
My name, my name in Hebrew means um, chosen and appointed by God or God will elevate. All right. Um, uh, when the angel pronounced the Messiah's name to Joseph, he told his name would have something to do with saving. So read Matthew 1 21. It says, and he shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Yahshua for he shall save his people from their sin. That is Yahshua's mission. To save his people from their sins. He shall bring salvation to his people Israel. The name Jesus on the other hand has no association with anything but deception. According to scripture. It's ultra important to know the true name of Messiah. Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men. Whereby we must be saved. So Yahshua is the salvation of Yah. His name means Yah's salvation or salvation of Yah. He was sent to redeem us back to the Father. Acts 4.12 tells this uh, is the only name under heaven that can give us salvation. Yah gave his son this name and you nor any Christian can change that. Jesus is another name given under heaven by men. So only thing Jesus can do for you is lead you into eternal damnation. I've read many of you, I've heard many of you recite John 3.16 to justify not using the Messiah's true name. You say, it doesn't matter, just believe in him. So John 16 says, so for Yah so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We must believe in the son of Yah to obtain everlasting salvation. Now let's see what belief is based on. It tells us two verses down in the same chapter, verse 18 says, John 3, 18 says, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth is not condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the almighty begotten son of Yah. I'll read that again. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the almighty begotten son of Yah crystal clear. The Bible tells us that you, those who do not believe are condemned already. And it said the unbelievers are those who don't believe in the name of Yah's salvation, Yahshua. Christianity doesn't believe in the Messiah's true Hebrew name. Many of you don't know and didn't know until now, uh, your family members, if you're listening to this, the Messiah's name was not Jesus. According to John uh, 3, 99% of the world's Christians are condemned. My brothers and sisters come out of that falsehood by believing on his name. You believe in what he is. His name entails his mission and duty. He was a Hebrew, an Israelite with a Hebrew name. He spoke his name in Hebrew language. Let's prove this from scripture in the book of Acts 26. We read about the very interesting encounter with the apostle uh, Paul or Shaul uh, had with the Messiah. Acts 26, 13 says, at midday, O king, I saw the way, a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining about me and them which uh, journeyed with me. And when we and when we were all fallen on the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in a Hebrew language, in a Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, Shaul, Shaul, why persecute thou me? Is it hard for thee to kick against the pricks? And I said, who art thou, master? And he said, I am Yahshua, whom you persecute. Verse 14 said a voice spoke to Shaul in Hebrew tongue or language. See, Shaul is bilingual. He spoke more than one language. The voice Shaul heard uh, uh, spoke to him in his native tongue of Hebrew. Verse 15 identifies that voice to uh, Shaul as Yahshua. He told Paul his name in a Hebrew language. In the, in, the, uh, in the King James, the name in Acts 2016 is Jesus. That's incorrect. Jesus is not a Hebrew name, and it didn't exist 2,000 years ago. When this encounter took place, the Messiah spoke his name to Paul in the Hebrew language. Why? Because, brothers and sisters, Hebrew is the only language his great name was revealed in. You can't change that. When you say Yahshua, you're speaking Hebrew. His name is above all names on the planet. The name Jesus is is not the English translation of Yahshua. Jesus is a created name. It comes from the Greek uh, Iesus, which comes from a Greek goddess. 
If the Messiah's name needed translation in English, his name would be Joshua, not Jesus. And this is 1 John 3.23. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Yeshua the Messiah, and love one another as he gave us commandment. John 1.12. But as many has received him, so to them gave he power to become sons of Yah, even them that believe on what? His name. Believe on his name. Believe on his mission. He is Yah's salvation or the salvation of Yah. That his name, he is our salvation. The scriptures testify to this. Exodus 14, 13. And Moses said unto the people, fear you not, stand still and see the salvation of Yah or see Yahshua, which he will show you today. 2 Chronicles 20.17 Ye shall not need to fight this battle. Set yourselves and stand still and see the salvation of Yah or see Yahshua with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against thee, for Yah will be with you. Isaiah uh, 6 62.11, Behold, Yah hath proclaimed unto the end of the world, say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him, his work before him. Or behold, Yahshua comes. Note, who, who is that salvation that comes with the reward? Revelation 22.12 tells us, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To give every man according to his work shall it be. It is Yah's salvation. Yahshua. Lamentations 3.26. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of Yah or Yahshua. Luke 3.6. And all flesh shall see the salvation of Yah. Luke 19.9. And Yahshua said unto them, The day, this day, salvation Come to this house, for much as he also is a son of Abraham. Brothers and sisters, do you see how a great understanding is to be had? When you know and use his true name, Yah and Yahshua are the names, Yahuwah and Yahshua are the names of the Father and the Son. It matters what you call them. Exodus 27, thou shalt not take the name of Yah the Almighty in vain, for Yah will not hold him guiltless that take his name in vain. John 3.18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of Yah. So names are important, my brothers, my sisters. Let your family know that it does matter what name you call the Messiah. It does matter what name you call the Almighty Creator. It matters. Let's move on to deception number two. Christianity is from the Bible. Christianity is from the Bible. So, that's not true, obviously. The people, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know that we here are not Christians. But we follow the way. We follow the way. We follow the Torah. We follow the written Torah. We follow the oral Torah. We follow the living Torah, all right? The living Torah being Yeshua. Uh, the written Torah is being what the Most High writ, uh, written uh, wrote to Moses um, on those tablets, um, as well as what all we read in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um, and we also believe on the oral Torah, the traditions that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation. All right. And a lot of those traditions are still, if you go to the west coast of Africa uh, with the Ashanti tribe, uh, with the Igbo tribe, with the Ewe, a lot of them still do those traditions until this day. Um, uh, uh, like uh, having a seat of Moses, um, whether it be the, the eighth, eighth day circumcision on their babies, on their baby boys, or whether it be uh, the women being separated during their times in Nada. Um, so many different things. They have mikvahs um, where people be, get baptized in. Um, still to this day, uh, they have uh, the king wears a, a crown of horn, a crown of uh, horns upon his head um, as the horn of David. Uh, so many different things um, that still go on today that um, that our people still um, people who know who they are. Um, they still um, practice those traditions still to this very day. Unfortunately, we over here in the United States, um, 
not just North America, uh, but South America, this whole just Western world has deceived us of who we are. Um, that first deception obviously is the name. The second deception is that Christianity is actually valid. It's from the Bible. So let's look at that. So you can't find one scripture that states the Messiah was Christian. So newsflash, newsflash, newsflash. Yahshua was not a Christian. Yahshua was not a Christian. Or, nor was he the founder of Christianity. The prophecies of the coming Messiah mention nothing about him starting a new religion. So if the reason why people believe this lie is because they do not study the scriptures. The scriptures, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are listening, if you didn't know, are not the New Testament. That is not the scriptures. When Paul tells Timothy that the scriptures are God-breathed and they're good for uh, rebuke and um, uh, encouragement and reproof, he's not talking about the letter he's writing. He's talking about the Tanakh. Everything between uh, Genesis and, 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 um, um, and Malachi or everything uh, between uh, Genesis and Second Chronicles, depending on the, you know, whatever version you're reading. If you have a Tanakh, it's going, it's going to end with Chronicles. If you have um, uh, a regular Bible, um, it's going to end, not, um, it's going to end with, uh, I don't know why I'm going blank, maybe because I'm talking too doggone much. Excuse me. Um, it's going to, uh-oh. So anyway, I'm sorry. If you have a regular Bible, it's going to end with Malachi. That's correct. It's going to end with Malachi. So my bad. Yeah, I've been reading the Tanakh so much that I, the, the, the order of the Tanakh and the regular scriptures are not the same. Uh, but anyhow, so from Genesis to Malachi, from Genesis to Second Chronicles, if you look at it, those are the scriptures. Those are what's God breathed. How do we know they're God breathed? Because God literally talked to the people there. He literally had the prophets there. Um, you know, whether it's uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Obadiah, you know, and the Lord came unto them and said, tell the people thus. Right. And then they said whatever thus was. Um, but anyway, uh, let's get back here. He said. Um, the, 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 the Tanakh or the scriptures never spoke of the Messiah creating a new religion. He came to set his people Israel back on the right track. The title, quote unquote, Christian is mentioned in the Bible only three times. Not once does the most high use the phrase my people Christians or Christians are my people. There is no connection between the Most High, Christian doctrine, lifestyle, or worship throughout the entire Bible. Please don't twist the writings of Peter or Paul to make an argument for this religion. It doesn't hold up. You've been told in order to get salvation or to be saved, you have to be a Christian or, or only Christians will be saved. If this is true, then what are you, then what are you believing and or saying about this? Abraham, who is called a friend of the Most High God, won't get salvation because guess what? He wasn't a Christian. Moses, who was a great servant of the Most High, won't get salvation because guess what? He wasn't a Christian. King David, who was a man after the Creator's own heart, won't get salvation because guess what? He's not a Christian. Let's read a little bit about these three, these, these three brothers, Abraham, Moses, and King David. Isaiah 41.8 says of Abraham, But thou, Israel, are my servants, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Deuteronomy 34.10 speaks of Moses, And there arose not a prophet since in Israel unto like Moses, whom Yah knew face to face. Acts 13.22 speaks of King David, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. Let's go one step deeper, all right? So Yahshua the Messiah, whom um, erroneously known as Jesus, the Christ, was not a Christian. So this means, according to the Christian doctrine, even he won't get salvation. Look, look at Matthew 15, 24. It says, but he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So ask yourself this very important question. If Christianity was the true faith of the creator, which, uh, which our very salvation depends on, why didn't the Most High give Christianity to any of the above-mentioned great men? 
why didn't he tell his people Israel about Christianity at Mount Sinai? If Christianity is so important, why is it mentioned only three times through the entire Bible? Never once by the Messiah or the Creator. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by uh, where you must be saved. I'm sorry. I'm going back to my, uh, my old deal here. Take time to search your mind and heart and pray for answers to the above question. Ask your pastor or your preacher. See if he can give you a, a scriptural answer. My people, you have been deceived. Christianity is another false religion created by the adversary. I know this sounds harsh, but let's continue to read and learn more. So deception number two is Christianity is the religion that the Messiah and the Almighty have given people to gain salvation. And the scriptures determined that was a lie. Let's move on to deception, uh, deception number three. Um, and then I'll get y'all up out of here. And then um, in a few days, I'll come out with another one and we'll go through um, deception um, four through seven. All right. It's going to be a, a, a longer podcast. So deception number three, it's the big one now. The laws of the most high are done away with. So this is the deception. I think outside of the name, which is very important, outside of believing Christianity is way, uh, which is a lie. We have to get out of that lie. This is the deception. Because you remember when we talk about the story of Balaam, right? And he was told to co cur uh, cur curse the people of Israel. And the trick was to, like, you couldn't just directly curse them. You had to get them to try, you had to get Israel to somehow curse themselves. This is the deception that allows us to curse ourselves when we believe that the laws given to our people on how to live, on how to interact with one another and interact with our most high God are done away with. So let's look at it. This may be one of the greatest deceptions of all time. This false teaching of Christianity have sent millions upon millions to eternal damnation. You've been taught the laws of the most high are no longer good. You say, the Christian God, Jesus Christ, has done away with the laws of the Most High. Yah, if there is no law, then there is no sin. If there is no law, there is no truth, righteous, justice, or judgment. You've even been taught to separate the books of Scripture. Your preacher teaches you the Old Testament is for the Jews. and The New Testament is for the Christians. Next time you hear that, please ask him to give you the book, chapter, and verse where that can be found. Because most of the time when you ask these, when these preachers be talking and all this stuff, they're saying stuff, they ignorant. they saying stuff that they've been told. And they have no kind of scriptural reference to say that is true. So he tells you not to worry about the Old Testament law because it was only for the Jews. Jesus has redeemed you from the law, they say. Nonsense. The laws are forever. They didn't begin with Moses. They began with the creator of Adam. The laws in Hebrew are known as the Torah, which means instruction. The laws of the creator are instructions for all mankind regarding how we are to live upon the earth, treat each other, and honor him. Just as you can't find one scripture where the Most High or the Messiah are called Christians, you can't find one scripture where it's stated the law is no more. In fact, Let's get an understanding of the law and its importance. I will use New Testament scripture to support this truth. Yahshua the Messiah said in the book of Matthew, Matthew 5, 17, Think not that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not to come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle shall no, by, no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever shall do, whoever shall do and teach them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And don't think that just because you teach, uh, don't teach the law and you're going to be least in the kingdom of heaven, that's a good thing. Oh, well, no matter what I teach, I made it in. And maybe I'll do a podcast on what I believe the least of the kingdom of heaven is uh, based on what the prophets of old uh, saw. Because remember, the kingdom of heaven is global. 
is going to come down as you read in the Revelations, and it's going to be global. So it's not just New Jerusalem. It encompasses the whole earth, the whole earth, and you're going to be least in that kingdom. Now I'll say this real quick. Look up the Valley of Gehenna. That's where I believe the least will be. It's not going to be good for you. Anyway, let's continue. Notice the first thing he said was that uh, in Matthew 5, 17, is that think not that I've come to, do, to, to earth to do away with the laws of the prophets. The laws and the prophets are what we know as the Old Testament. The laws of the Most High and the writings of the prophets are continued within the writings of the Old Testament or contained in the writings of the Old Testament. Yahshua is telling you he didn't come to destroy any of that. He came to fulfill. So look at, let's look at what, what, it, what this fulfilled is. Many Christians, and uh, uh, let's look at what this fulfillment is. Many Christians in their justification of breaking, that, breaking the law read 517 and say, the law is no more because Jesus fulfilled it. To fulfill only means he came to live his life as the living example of how to properly keep the laws of Yah. I'll say that again. To fulfill only means he came to live his life as the living example of how to properly keep the laws of Yah. He was the living law. He goes on to say that not one law shall pass away until all is fulfilled. Then he puts a stamp on it. He says, whoever shall break the least of these commandments and teach men, he shall be called least. This is from the mouth of the Messiah, who only spoke the, spoke the words of the Father. This is the creator speaking through Yeshua. How can a Christian or anybody else teach something different? This is clear as day. The law is not done away with. The law is not done away with. In fact, the biblical definition of sin has to do with the law. Let's look at 1 John 3, 4, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, whoever committed sin transgressed also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. You hear that? 1 John 3, 4, whoever committed sin transgressed the law. For sin is transgression of the law. Scripture says, the breaking or the transgression of the law is sin. The law of the Most High can be found in the first books of the Bible, which are known by two names, one being the Torah or instructions, and they are referred, they're also referred to as the books of Moses. The first five books are the books of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. This is where you can find the laws which include the Ten Commandments. Did you know? Did you know without the laws and the commandments, it's impossible to love the Creator? Let's look at, let's look uh, to scripture to, for the truth. So John 14, 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 21, uh, he, that, he that hath my commandments and keep them, he, um, he it is that loveth me. He that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself in him. John 14, 23, uh, Yahshua answered and said unto him, um, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me uh, not keepeth my sayings and the word which he hear is not mine, but the father which sent me. John fourteen thirty one. But that the word may know that the world may know that I love my father and as the father gave me commandment, even so I do arise. Let us go hence. If you love me, keep my commandments. The mass majority of Christianity has no love for the Father or the Son because you have done away with his laws and away with his commandments. Do you see how satanic this is? The adversary has deceived you in believing the laws are no more, which is the only way you can love the Father and Son. Doing away with the law or breaking it is sin. The law of the Most High are truth. You are taking away the laws and commandments. You have no truth. Psalm 119 verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and thy law is the truth. Psalms 119, 151. Thou art near, O Yah, and all thy commandments are truth. Christianity has no truth, my people. I'll say it again. Christianity has no truth. 
because they do not keep the law or the commandments. They have given away all truth. Many of you know that many of you know this is correct. You've tried to study and understand the Bible for years, but can't because Christianity has no truth. You've been trying to understand the scriptures without love and truth. And you've been taught about the Bible without love and truth. Yeshua said, the truth shall make you free with the basic understanding that the truth are the laws and commandments. Let's apply it to Yahshua's statement. John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Translation, you shall know the law and the commandments and they shall make you free. Yah's laws will make us free from the bondage of the adversary. The adversary has the world in bondage. His bondage is sin. The only way to break his yoke is by obeying Yah's word. In other words, his laws. Galatians 4.9 says, But now after that ye have known Yah, or rather are known of Yah, how turn ye again to the weak and uh, biglary elements, whereunto you desire again to be in bondage. To be in bondage means to do that which you don't want to do, but you are forced to. Bondage is slavery. Many of us know right from wrong, but for some reason, we can't leave the wrong alone. This is the bondage that Yahshua was sent to free us from. Yahshua the Messiah never taught Christianity. He taught the law and the commandments. His mission was to save his people Israel from sin. Matthew one twenty one, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Yahshua, for he shall save his people from their sins. What sin? The, 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 the transgression of the law? Yahshua came to save his people Israel from breaking the laws of Yah. And how did he do that? By reteaching them the laws that Moses taught them and by shedding his blood, his blood to become our Passover, our atonement and high priest. Mark 10, Mark 10 17. And when uh, he was gone forth in the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Yahshua said unto him, why calleth me thou good? There is none good but one that is Yah. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud. Uh, defraud not. Honor thy mother, thy father. Yahshua taught the law. How can we miss this? Luke 18, 20. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy mother, thy father. The law is important to our redemption and salvation. Keeping the law is righteousness. The law is love. The only way a man can love Yah is by keeping his commandments. The only way a man can enter into eternal life is to have love for the law. Your love will shine by keeping the law. The law and love are like a hand, are like a hand and a glove. They're a perfect match. Christianity doesn't have love or truth. My brothers and sisters, do you see with your own eyes the deception you've been become a part of? 1 John 5, 2 says, By this we know that we love the children of Yah, when we love Yah and keep his commandments. 1 John 5, 3 says, For this is the love of Yah, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. My brothers and my sisters, I don't want us to be deceived any longer. Christianity is not the way. His name is important. Following the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Most High, they are important. Knowing that Christianity was not the religion given unto Abraham to teach Isaac and Jacob. It was not the religion taught to Moses on Mount Sinai to give the people, nor was it the religion that Yahshua taught the people while he was walking the earth and his disciples. We have to come up out of this bondage of deception. So my brothers and my sisters, most of the people that need to hear this message probably don't even listen to this podcast. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take this podcast. I want you to take it to your Thanksgiving dinner. You ain't got to go to Thanksgiving. 
Go the day before, day after. You ain't got to go to Christmas. Go a couple days before, a couple days after. Even, even let them hear this during the little, after they, after they Easter church service, show up at their house. And I want you, I want you to play this episode because it's high time that our people come out of bondage and enter into the truth. I want to read something before I leave. Before we leave, I want to read Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 4. I believe it's verse verse 4. No, it's not verse 4. Hold on. Uh, Maybe 16, 14. I'm thinking of 4. Go to 16, 14. Uh, Nope, it's not 16, 14. Man, okay. Let's try. Hold on. Let me look it up. I don't want to butcher this. Let me me look it up. Um, uh, Let's see. And as I as I look this up, um, we definitely want our our brothers and sisters to uh, our family members, our siblings, um, to be able to know the truth, been able to know the truth, um, and speak to the truth, because it's uh, it's only through the truth that we are we are completely set free. Um, and this is my bad. That's Jeremiah six sixteen, Jeremiah six sixteen. And it reads, thus says Yah, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way and walk therein and ye shall find rest for your souls. That's what Jeremiah was telling the people of Israel. But what was Israel's response? The same response they give today. It reads, but they said, we will not walk therein. Let the people of today not be like the rebellious, disobedient Israels of yesterday. But let us be obedient to the word of the Most High, because it's only through his word that we are truly set free. That's all I have for today. Um, Stay tuned for part two of ignorance and deception or deception and ignorance. um, And uh, we'll come back to you. Uh, But as always, keep it 98 plus two. Seek the truth. Live it out and inform others. Shalom, my brothers and sisters. Thank you.